there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one holy page of Talmud each day. And on today's page, we encounter a perennial favorite, the question of what makes for a good or acceptable, I suppose, marriage proposal. Have a listen. The Gemara relates, there was a certain man who betrothed a minor girl without her father's consent with a bundle of vegetables in the marketplace. Gee, Mr. Romantic here. Ravina says, even according to the one who says that when a minor becomes betrothed without her father's consent, we are concerned that perhaps the father desired this betrothal. This matter applies only if the man betrothed her in a dignified manner. But as the betrothal in this case was done in a degrading manner, there is no concern. Rav Acha of Divti said to Ravina, What was the degradation in this manner of betrothal? Was the degradation from the fact that he used vegetables? Or was the degradation due to the betrothal having been performed in the marketplace? The practical difference concerns Cases where one betrothed a minor girl with money in the marketplace or where one betrothed a minor girl with a bundle of vegetables in a house. What is the halacha? Ravina said to him, both this and that, i.e. each of them, is considered a degrading manner. Ravina, the great Ravina, is convinced that if you ask a girl to marry you in the marketplace, dude, it's degrading. And if you ask using a bundle of vegetables as the offering, yeah, don't do that. And look, there are a bunch of halachic questions that are very serious here, but also a bunch of very stylistic issues, because here is the great Ravina saying, yeah, marketplace and vegetable-related proposals are just not cool, man. And so here to help me parse the notion of how should we ask someone to marry us and what I think has become a real kind of cottage industry of very extravagant proposals in popular culture and in culture in general is our senior marriage correspondent, the co-host of the Unorthodox podcast. Hello to you, Stephanie Butnick. Hi, it is nice to be back. Um, I have to first flag my extreme discomfort with any marriage proposals to minors, whether or not their fathers approve. Um, I'd like that to be on the record. <laughs> Thank you for, for making that clear. I join you in, in said discomfort. And yet, here we are, and I can almost imagine this to be the script of a Drew Barrymore romantic comedy set back in Talmudic times, in which there is kind of a cute vegetable marketplace proposal scene that goes awry. Is Ravina right to say that you should be a little bit more stylish when you pop the question? Yes. And I think this actually starts much earlier than marriage proposals. My favorite trend of the past decade or so has been the rise of the promposal. The proposal to ask someone to go to prom with you with like is, is that flowers. A thing? It's a thing. It's totally oh, wow. a thing. Certain certain towns and cities more than others. But it's like you'll spell prom with like, like you'll write it out on the beach or you'll spell it with flowers. And these are like kids doing it. So it's all sort of very elaborate and funny. This doesn't have the serious, the weightedness of a marriage proposal. But I like that there's a lot of creativity that goes along with how you're going to ask someone to prom. But yeah, as far as marriage proposals, I have to say... I don't remember anything that Ben Cohen said to me whilst proposing. I like have a full fledged blackout. I'm assuming it was nice. I said yes. But like I <laughs> I remember the first thing I said was he said, We're gonna go out to dinner now. And I was like, Who's coming? And he was like, Just us. And I said, Good. What about our families? And he was like, No, just us. Because at that time there had been another thing rising, which is like 
you pr- get proposed to in a surprise location and both of your families are just like have been flown in from the occasion like ready to celebrate and that was not what i wanted okay look i'm i'm interrupting you here to say the following um i am very guilty of being you know squarely in the camp of the extravagant wedding proposals i kidnapped my wife to Paris to ask her on the Pont Neuf in a very big, you know, multi-pronged international (laughs) production. But whereas there is something charming and touching about Ravina's insistence that when we ask, it should be done in a dignified manner and not in the marketplace and not with a bunch of zucchini or squash, maybe now we have gone a little too far because you're right. Proposals these days sometimes are these elaborate productions with dinners and family members. And, and shouldn't shouldn't we just get back to the marketplace, back to the vegetables, back to basics? Yes. And if the vegetables were arranged in a way to say, marry me, if there was like <laughs> zucchini, if they were arranged in a way to spell out marry me, if the shook stands were all rearranged for a flash dance mob. But here's the, here's where I think my line is. I think that there should be something beautiful, but I think it should be very personal, right? And I don't think you want the flash mob. I think you want it to be intimate because that's how you want to live your life, right? And so I think if it's like, and surprise, we're engaged and there's a party here and everyone you've ever met is waiting for you with drinks. I I think that the sanctity of that moment is important and it's just for the two of you. And so I think that I would encourage extravagance, but intimacy. Talmudically, I'm going to press you on this point, because if the moment is to be magical, suppose the two lovers are walking down in the marketplace, and suppose they are overcome by emotion, maybe at at the sight of some very beautiful vegetables, and the man just turns around and pops the question because he feels compelled, even though it is a dirty, bustling, crowded, That's sweaty fine. marketplace. That's fine. That's, That's fine, because it doesn't involve other people. Like, my big no-no is the Jumbotron. No right. one wants to be proposed to on the Jumbotron. No one wants that. But if you could you could do something in a public area, I mean, you know, like getting engaged at the Bethesda Fountain in Central Park. I mean, people do that stuff. But I think, I think that's great for other people to sort of almost happen upon your joy. I think that's extremely organic. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying what, what, what happens if I didn't plan it at all? Is that, are you permitting this? If I'm just overcome by emotion, I don't have anything. I just say it right then and there yes, because I feel I love that. Because, and I think, to be honest, like, you probably don't want to be really surprised by a marriage proposal, right? Like, you want to know it's probably coming. You want to have had a few conversations. I think this idea that, like, a man, in the extremely, you know, heteronormative sense, a man decides when he wants to propose, I mean, it has its roots in sort of, like, uncomfortable things. And so I think, ideally, like, a couple has a conversation about whether they're ready to take the next step. Maybe it's when they move in together. Maybe it's about bigger questions. Um... And so I don't think you should be so fully caught off guard by a proposal that you're actually like not sure what to say. You should not like have no words for when you get proposed to, <laughs> ideally. You're practicing the the, but, the rule of moderation here. But within that, spontaneous, yes, I love the idea. Like if you guys have been talking about it or something like that, and all of a sudden one just turns to the other and is like, let's do it. Like that, I love that. It's spontaneous, it's intimate, it's amazing. It's perfect. So, so spontaneous, but not too spontaneous. Public, but not too public. Just, just it's, so. Honestly, it's extremely Talmudic. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Butnick, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. Thank you. 
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're really going to love the book I wrote. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. And it's coming out in just a few short weeks. You could pre-order it now at your local bookstores directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is a smile. Once you've pre-ordered the book, take a picture of your receipt, just a snap on your phone would do, and follow the instructions at tabletm.ag slash pre-order. That's tabletm, like Mary, dot ag slash pre-order. Then you will be invited to an exclusive star-studded virtual book launch event and get all sorts of other pleasant surprises. As always, please go and rate and review. Take one on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>